And now, now we get into Monday Night Raw. We get into Monday Night Raw, man, from last night. So, with all that being said, you know, we're we're about 50 plus minutes deep into the show. I'm going to dive straight into it with Monday Night Raw on this review. I'm going to try to once again make this as painless for everybody <laughs> for this show as again this was your go home show uh to WWE Fastlane and make sure you guys stay tuned for uh Fastlane's good the bad and the ugly for this weekend that will be posted up on Sunday so make sure you guys stay tuned for that as well. But with all but, but with all that being said let us dive straight into this Monday Night Raw review. Monday Night Raw October 2nd, 2023, live in San Jose, California. Our number one starts off with Nia Jax. Yeah, Nia Jax. Now, I know what you're thinking, right? I know what you're thinking right now. You're looking dead into, you're looking dead at me right now. You're listening to this and you're like, oh, and you probably haven't seen the show. You're probably just listening to this or caught up with it. And you're like, oh, wait, which Nia Jax starting off the show, James? Like, that's funny. That, that's a really good joke, right? No, guys, I, I'm being legit dead fucking serious. Nia fucking Jax started the show off from the jump and she brawls with Shayna Baszler at the top of the stage. They're brawling and they're freaking, uh, the, the the security and officials are trying to break them up as the brawl makes it makes the makes its way to the ring. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez gets involved. Raquel accidentally boots Baszler in her freaking mug. Freaking Raquel gets dropped, gets laid out by Nia Jax. Rhea Ripley, she makes her return. She storms into the ring. Her music hits and all four women, they all get back to their feet and they all four women start to brawl. You know, the security and officials still trying to separate all these women. Rhea Ripley just fucking takes out everybody. <laughs> she just takes out all the fucking security. Nia Jax and Baszler, they're still fighting up on the rampway. Rhea Ripley stands tall and then she grabs a microphone. And as Nia Jax and Shayna just, they 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 were held back and we never, never hear from them again. <laughs> so... So yeah, uh, I guess you could say it's like ripping the Band-Aid off, right? Let's just, you know, we're, we're Nia Jax is going to be on this show. Let's just tear the Band-Aid off. Let's just fuck her, have her start the show. Because fucking why not? Um, so we move on into the segment. So Rhea Ripley, she grabs the microphone and she tells the Judgment Day to get out here because we need to talk. As Rhea Ripley, as you can tell, she means freaking business. As Damian Priest and Dominic uh, make their way to the ring, they're like fr- they're like they're like toddlers when they're freaking uh, when their mom calls them over like by their middle name. Whenever you get called by like your middle name when, when when you're a kid growing up and you know you did something wrong, you knew shit was about to freaking go down. That was the look on Damian Priest and Dominic's face. They're like, oh fuck me. <laughs> so uh, they're making their way to the ring. We come back from commercial break. Uh, Rhea Ripley says she left all the responsibility to Damien as she turns her attention to Damien Priest to keep things afloat with the Judgment Day. Like, listen, I get injured. I'm out for two to plus weeks. And here we are. Freaking Finn Balor gets injured. Freaking Dominic, my Dom Dom, just lost his North American championship. And I left this all up to you, Damien Priest. Right? You know, Priest, you freaking... I freaking put my trust in you to keep things afloat while I'm gone and you couldn't do your freaking job, you know, and Damien priest kind of, kind of, uh, kind of punches back and says, well, you know, where's, where's Dom Dom's title. I still have my contract. (laughs) I still have these titles. Where's Dominic's title. He's the one you should be talking to right now. As freaking and now Rhea Ripley's attention turns to turns to Dominic and she's like, listen, you know, you have a rematch with Trick Williams. You're welcome on NXT, as I believe that's that's a big marquee match. Um, I'm sure that's that could be going on right now or could be saved for later on in the main event. Um, But she said, listen, if you don't come home, if you don't come home with that North American championship, don't even bother coming home is is quoted, quote unquote, with Rhea Ripley. Uh, Jay Uso interrupts. Jay Uso says there's a new tribal chief on Monday night, and she's got bigger balls than Roman ever did. <laughs> uh, that was kind of a funny line, I guess. I guess to an extent, I guess. Whatever, however you want to dissect that. But um, you know, Damien Priest had enough. He wants to. He storms right after. Uh, 
right after Jey Uso, Dominic holds Priest back and says, listen, you know, you're not medically cleared. Don't do this. I'll take care of Jey Uso. So Rhea and Damian Priest, they leave the ring, just leaving Dominic in the ring with Jey Uso. Jay just super kicks Dominic's freaking head off. JD McDonough gets involved. He's attacks Jay Uso from behind um, and delivers a two-on-one assault. Cody Rhodes, he hits the ring to even up the odds. As he clears the ring, he hits a crossroads to Dominic. And Adam Pierce then comes out as he makes an announcement saying that at Fastlane, it's going to be the Judgment Day versus Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso for the undisputed tag titles at at Fastlane. Okay. <laughs> um so look, let, let, let me let me start off by let, let me just say this, okay? I like shows that don't just start off right away with a simplistic promo and a match. So that's at least a plus, <laughs> right? You know, so I understand I I respect somewhat of you trying to do something different then the just the ordinary, you know, Judgment Day starts off the show. Cody starts off the show, says a whole bunch of fucking nothing. And and we just lead to the same six-man tag match later on in the night, right? So it's just, you know, to an extent, whatever, right? <laughs> right? That That's just my feeling on it, you know? That's the thing. Like, I... The thing is with wrestling, man. Listen, I understand, like, you know, even though I'm only... Tw- I'm 25 years old, 26 years old, I... I know I have an old school mindset when it comes to wrestling, you know, or late, late 1990s or 2000. I don't need to see a match in every quarterly, every quarterly hour from one through 12. I don't need to see that shit. I just fucking don't. So if you want to, if you want to take up in a half an hour, and this is what it took, man, it took a, a chunk of the first half an hour of the show, right? Which again, I appreciate the effort, but all of that, is resulted in what freaking we, we hear that Dominic's going to get a rematch for the North American title and Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes are getting a tag title match. All of that for 13 plus minutes to get, to get to that, to get to that end result. Guys, (laughs) look again, I, I, I respect the start of the show starting somewhat different, somewhat. I respect it to a very slight degree. Rhea Ripley and her exchange with the Judgment Day was was also had its moments to a certain degree. Outside of that, man, Jey Uso just says a bunch of fucking words just to get under the Judgment Day skin. And we announce we, we announce a, t- a title match for NXT this, this coming Tuesday or today and a tag title match for Fastlane, it's going to be, I believe, Dominic. Or is it Finn Balor? No, I believe it's Dominic because they said that Finn Balor is, is not cleared. So it's Dominic and 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 Damian Priest against Cody and 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 Jey Uso. Guys, what the fuck? What guys? What the fuck happened to tag team wrestling, bro? Like we're taking Cody Rhodes, bro. Right? It's it's great decision. Right, it's really paying off for Cody Rhodes not to win that fucking world title at WrestleMania. Right? I mean, you can't even call this a consolation prize. This is just fucking irrelevancy. <laughs> in a fucking in a tag team with Jey Uso, I, look what I I just guys like what happened to tag team wrestling, bro? Road Warriors, Demolition, the Hart Foundation. What the fuck happened? to tag team wrestling. You're throwing wrestler A and wrestler B, meshing them into a team and going after fucking titles. And you wonder why nobody can take this fucking shit seriously and nobody gives a shit about it. Right? You know? That payoff of of Cody not winning the championship is really doing wonders. That feud with Brock Lesnar is really doing wonders for Cody Rhodes, isn't it not? And welcome to Monday Night Raw, Jay, where you're going to get inserted with the Judgment Day in tag matches, singles matches, non-fucking-stop. Welcome. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the fucking circus that is Monday Night Raw. Unreal. It's just, guys, I, I don't understand. Cody Rhodes, who's supposed to be your top fucking singles star, just your top star, and he's going after a 
tag fucking championship. I don't guys, what the fuck are we doing? It's, it's so odd to me. Like it's just, and this is what, this is what I've been saying, man, for the longest time, get used to Cody Rhodes and the judgment day, nonstop facing each other, because you're going to see that all the way until the end of this calendar year, because they have nothing else. Nothing. Absolutely freaking nothing. I heard there was a rumor about Bray Wyatt was was going to maybe start somewhat of a feud with Cody, which would have been freaking badass, man. I would take that any fucking day of the week right now. Rest in peace to Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. Not just saying that that's true or not. That's just something I came across. But, man, I would take that freaking so heavily right now. <laughs> for real. Um, yeah, man, it's just for an, a half hour of, again, you know, you take the time out of the half hour of your show, which I can respect, to to, to develop a storyline, <laughs> storyline, you know, a, a segment to try to get people captivated throughout the show. But all of that, guys, was just to to make an announcement about a tag a tag title match. Like, do we really need to waste thirty plus minutes on that, bro? Like, be honest, man. Come on. Like, what like what are we what are we saying here? Like, what are we doing? So that that's just it, man. So, you know, ta- tag team wrestling is such a fucking shell of what it used to be, bro. We just throw wrestler A and wrestler B in, into fucking into tag matches or as a or as a tag team, and, and it's just it's so it's just so lazy, and nobody cares because there's no reason or purpose. Like I understand, like obviously the connection with Jay. And, and Cody is that Cody Rhodes brought Jay Uso to Raw, but they're like, but why going after tag fucking titles, bro? You have Cody Rhodes, who's your top fucking star, going after a tag title in an irrelevant fucking tag division. Think about that for a second. Like when you really dissect that, like just be honest with yourself, bro. What are we fucking doing? Whatever. I'm moving on. En- enough with this shit. Moving on into hour number one. You had Alpha Academy versus Imperium. Again, we've seen Chad Gable versus Giovanni Vinci. We've seen Chad Gable versus Kaiser. We've seen Otis versus uh, Ludwig Kaiser. We've seen Otis versus freaking Vinci. Countless of times. We've seen these two in a fucking tag match countless of times. We've seen these two, these two teams in a six-man tag countless of times. And here they are. Once again, in a fucking tag match. Again. Guys, like, listen, I like Chad Gable a lot. I like Otis a lot. And I like Imperium. Imperium, guys, is a tag team that should be thriving in your fucking tag division. However, they are doing nothing but just being cronies to fucking Gunther. Now, they should be that type of way to an extent. But at at the same time... They should be thriving as a fucking tag team right now. A tag division that needs fucking true fucking tag teams that feel as such, that develop tag team maneuvers, that are a legit tag team. Imperium fits the bill and checks off every box of that. And it's just like, you know, and that's it. And then, you know, Chad Gable is kind of more now in the singles role now going after still being in this intercontinental title picture, right? Like he's in the weeds, but he's also not in the weeds because Tommaso Ciampa has that opportunity, right? It's like people, people who think Vince McMahon is controlling freaking creative, you know, Vince McMahon, he says, Oh, I'm going to be in the weeds, but I'm also going to be out of the weeds. <laughs> right. It's like with Chad Gable, uh, I, I'm feuding with, with, with Imperium and Gunther, but I'm also not feuding with Imperium and Gunther because Tommaso's in that role. Guys, I don't fucking know. And Otis collects another loss as, you know, Kaiser and Vinci, you know, they struggle to get on the same page. So there's a bit friction within Imperium. I could take that to an extent or whatever. That's fine. Uh, I, I don't mind that again to a, to a certain degree. Uh, Kaiser hits an insiguri kick for the W onto Otis and that's it. Fucking Otis, man. It's just, what what's there to say, man, about Otis? I mean, like I said, clearly... 
they want Chad Gable. It seems like, you know, they want to continue this shtick with Chad Gable being the singles wrestler. And that's totally fine, man. I love Chad Gable. You guys know how, how I feel about Chad Gable. I know how everybody feels about Chad Gable to a certain degree as well. But with Otis, man, it's just like, fuck, dude. This is somebody who was really, truly freaking over in this wrestling industry, who was, who was a money-in-the-bank briefcase holder. And, and he's finally back to being Otis. He was, you know, he, he, he was in a little shtick to where he was just mean mugging all the time. And now he's actually being Otis once again, you know, he, he got out of that shtick now for a while now, but now all he does is just fucking loose. And that's all you're going to see him do. He's going to take the pinfalls. He's going to take the freaking pass outs. He's going to do all that shit, man, for the freaking test of time. Right, good for Imperium. They're 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 the true tag team that freaking won this match. They needed to win this match. Again, man, I always talk about Gunther and Imperium. They need to feel as such, man. But at the end of the day, though, to wrap it all into a bow, I don't know what the fuck the point of this fucking match was. I, I just I I don't. I really I really truly fucking don't. I, I get it. You, you're there's also K, there's also tension within Imperium. You're trying to tell the story with that. It's just, guys, it's it's forgettable. Nothing about this is forgettable. Yes, it there's there's it makes sense to why they're doing things. I could understand like why they would put this match together. Like I get it to an extent, but it's forgettable. Nobody within the next freaking month, <laughs> and that's being generous, is gonna freaking remember this shit, bro. Not nobody. Maybe maybe you'll remember Otis looking like a schmuck once again. I don't fucking know. But anyway, moving on. Um, Bronson Reed uh, defeats Cedric Alexander in a squash match via the tsunami, and that's it, guys. That's it, <laughs> guys. That's it, guys. That's it. The reason why that's all I have in my notes is because that's all that fucking happened. You know, it's <laughs> it's just. It, it that that's it's you know Bronson Reed he's he's back to being in these squash matches or whatever the hell you know Cedric Alexander I I completely forgot that Cedric Alexander still had a fucking job um, up until this point so look man I, I don't know are they going to insert Bronson Reed he's been teasing to be in the in the IC title picture as of late is this like a pump up type of match to pump up Bronson Reed. Is Bronson Reed being involved in a title right now really, truly helping him? Just just saying, man. I, I really just don't think that's the case. They really have done nothing besides, you know, again, just there's nothing about Bronson Reed outside of the tsunami, which is freaking awesome, by the way. Freaking Wade Barrett and how he calls the tsunami, it just adds another layer to the maneuver. That is a That is a really cool aspect in Bronson Reed's game because of Wade Barrett, and I like that shit. However, he's not involved in anything important. He's not. Or anything that's just truly freaking, that's just fun and that's exciting right now. And you're going to throw him into a title picture like it's like that's legit good booking. When, when he hasn't been fucking relevant or he's been forgettable on this on Monday Night Raw for fucking weeks and months now. You know, it's a shame. It, it really, it really, really is a shame. So I, I don't know. It's just, he squashes Cedric via the tsunami. And that, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. Moving on, moving on. We, we go into our number two. We go into our number two. We have a uh, intercontinental title contract signing between Tommaso Ciampa and Gunther. Um, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, he, he's signs the contract. He states that, you know, listen, you know, you're, you know, you've been given all the opportunities when us people like us, we get served roadkill and expect it to turn into filet. I actually love that line. I don't know why that line stuck out to me, but it did. Um, as Champa says, like, listen, you know, I'm not going to do this for my family. I'm not going to do this for my, for my baby girl. I'm not going to do this for my wife. I'm not even going to do this for myself. I'm doing this for that five-year-old kid that, always dreamed in doing this or something along those lines that always dreamed to be a professional wrestler against something along that, that, that spiel. Um, again, really, truly solid stuff from Tommaso Ciampa. And again, this is just a taste of what Tommaso Ciampa could always bring to the freaking table. He proved it on NXT for years. Um, 
as freaking freaking Gunther gets on the freaking microphone. Gunther's been freaking tremendous, bro. Again, not not just in his matches. I mean, he's we know. I mean, he's the ring general for a reason, right? I mean, he's been putting on tremendous in ring per- performances, but freaking man, like his mannerisms now and his character and just and, and, and everything that he's doing. It's just like he gets on the microphone and tells the Tommaso Ciampa, like, this is the biggest matchup in your career. And you're wearing you're wearing a freaking hooded sleeveless sweatshirt or whatever Tommaso was wearing and camo pants. That tells me everything I need to know. <laughs> freaking love it, man. I'm sorry. That shit is fun. That shit had me freaking dying. I just love in the way he smirked his... He was fucking smirking the whole time. I fucking love it. Fucking love Gunther, man. Gunther's been freaking tremendous as of late, at least in his mic skills and how he's been carrying himself, right? Not just his in-ring work, but in these segments. It's just, it's fucking great, man. Really, truly solid stuff. So so this contract signing for what it was, man, it was was actually pretty darn good as it ended up being led into a brawl. But before that, you know, Tommaso Ciampa's like, listen, if you're so confident, why put that, why not put that title on the line tonight? And then Adam Pierce accepts it. He's like, it's official. We're going to have that title match tonight. As it leads into uh, both men exchanging blows, Tommaso Ciampa locks in the Sicilian stretch. Gunther escapes, ex- uh, retreats up the rampway, and Tommaso Ciampa stands tall as that's what we are going to get into our main event. And we'll talk more about that later on, um, you know, later on into uh, into the main event. But yeah, hey, listen, tr- tremendous freaking Tremendous freaking contract signing, man. I did enjoy this for what it was, just the exchange with Tommaso, the freaking smirk and the freaking arrogance of freaking Gunther. I thought it was really well done. Um, you know, just tremendous stuff from both Champa and Gunther. And and look, man, I mean, shoot, if, you, if you're going to listen, I, I, and I have no problem either with these two fighting in the main event, if I'm completely honest with you. Yes, I know that there is a match or a, a pay-per-view called Fastlane <laughs> this coming week, but Listen, it, anything to get out of the shtick, the redundant, the redundancy that is, you know, a six-man tag or a tag match that involves the same amount of people like the Judgment Day, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and that bullshit, I will take, I, I'll take it all day, bro. I'll take Tommaso Ciampa and Gunther for the IC title. Give me that shit. Inject it into my veins because I've seen enough of the same shit that ends freaking Monday Night Raw. So... Honestly, I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. Yes, it could have been at a freaking pay-per-view, but if you want to make this a big fight feel, put it in your main event. Uh, I'm, I'm totally on board with that, but we'll move on. But we'll talk more about this later on uh, in the main event. As up next, Xavier Woods takes on Ivar from the Viking Raiders as uh, uh, Kofi Kingston was on commentary. Freaking Xavier Woods does uh, picks up Ivar and does a backdrop as he's showcasing a little bit of his strength. However, at the end of the day, Xavier Woods wins this match via the awe-inspiring, the ultra freaking devastating maneuver in all of professional wrestling. The roll-up finish, or as Xavier Woods likes to call it, the backwoods, as he rolls up Ivar, big old Ivar, uh, for the W. Guys, like, think about that really, really hard. Think about that for, for just a second. Big old Ivar, this big Viking, getting rolled up by little Xavier Woods. And hey, props to Xavier Woods. He picked him up and backdropped him. Props to him. But still, man, like, these fucking roll-ups continue to be so, just so nonsensical and just so not believable. Fucking Ivar getting rolled up, bro. Like, what are we fucking doing? Who are we fooling here, bro? Stop. Like, enough, man. It's just the Viking Raiders, the experience, adventure, whatever you want to call them, man. Uh, Eric's dealing with an injury. I don't know, like, the the standards of that injury. I'm guessing it's storyline-driven or whatever. Uh, But so it was just Ivar out there. But still, bro, this is... I don't understand week after week you book... You call them Vikings, like these vicious Vikings, and they're getting rolled up by Xavier Woods. <laughs> Fucking fucks. It's just, I, I don't even know. I really don't even know anymore. Freaking Ivar lays out both Xavier and Kofi. Oh, so there you go. He gets looked like a clown 
And then, but after the match, he looks strong. 50-50 booking, bro. Let, let's let's make him look like a geek. Oh, but he's but he's a monster. He destroyed both of them after the match. Get the fuck out of here, bro. It's 50-50 booking bullshit. Just old school type of WWE nonsense. Um, just again, man, it's just Xavier. I mean, what's what's Monday Night Raw? What's a WWE show without the New Day and the Viking Raiders? Because I feel like that that's just all you fucking get. You get them in tag matches. You get them in a Viking rules match. You're going to get another one of those. <laughs> fucking next week, you got Kofi and fucking and Ivar in a Viking rules match. Oh, my God. You get them in tag matches, bro. Like, it never ends, man. It doesn't fucking end. They have nothing, nothing for these fucking people at all. There's nothing intriguing. There's nothing captivating. It's just all of, it's just them just fighting and brawling every fucking week with no creativity. Fucking none. Moving on into hour number two, Seth Rollins, your world heavyweight champion, uh, hits the ring with an interview with Michael Cole. You know, Michael Cole states that, listen, you know what, you know, you've been called a lot of things. You've been the architect, the puppet master, all this stuff, but it seems like lately you have been the puppet. You know, in 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 regards to in regards to Shinsuke Nakamura as of late, and he said, "Listen, you know, man, like you've done everything you needed to do in your career. You, you're one of the top stars of this industry. You've achieved it all. You've done it all. Why are you doing this to yourself? Why?" As Michael Cole would say, you know, I mean, you know, Michael Cole was, I, I think, Michael Cole. I don't know why I felt this way, but definitely was a nice little added layer into this. Um, I don't know how how everyone else feels about that, but I liked Michael Cole's little. Little, you know, his the added extra layer in regards to asking these questions and how just how it came across and how it just came out of him, if that makes sense. So I, I did like that. So uh, Seth Rollins states like, listen, man, like, you know, it's just it's because I love this. You know, I just I love what I do. It's like, let me ask you a question, Michael. Like you've been here for how long? Right. Twenty six years. And you've missed how many shows? And he says two. Right. And he gets a nice little ovation and good. And shout out to Michael Coleman. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, make statements about Michael Cole and whether like he is truly the voice of the company, and how, how good he truly is as a commentator. Michael Coleman to me has always been underappreciated. He really has been similar. Same to the Miz. Uh, so my major props to Michael Cole and, you know, um, you know, kudos for, for that little uh, that, that little, little uh, acknowledgement for, for for Michael Cole there. But it kind of plays a part in regards to this, right? As he's like, listen, you know, you, you know the feeling, right? You're addicted to this. You love this. And that's, that's, that's me right now, man. I love this. And I want to, I want to, you know, it, listen, I, I, it's, you know, I want to be an example for my daughter. It's not words, not words. It's a, you know, it's, it's, I don't have any words. It's just a feeling. Right. I don't really have any words for it. It's just how I feel. And it feels right in, in, in what Seth Rollins said. Uh, Nakamura, Shinsuke appears on the Titan Tron and he delivers his shtick. You know, he's got the subtitles. He's like, once again talking in his na- native language. Freaking love that. Uh, however, Nakamura blindsides Rollins and he starts attacking Shinsuke. Uh, with the steel ch- or excuse me, Shinsuke attacks Seth Rollins with the steel chair. Shinsuke is his, his, his video package is still on the Titan Tron and he's counting down. He's like, one, two, <laughs> right. As, as, uh, as Rollins is, is down and out and he's trying to struggle to get back to his feet. Uh, Nakamura once again, is if he, Seth Rollins gets back up as he's struggling to get back up to his feet. Uh, Shinsuke hits a spine buster through a steel chair. He takes freaking uh, Seth Rollins and just, you know, slams Rollins' back onto the uh, onto the steel chair. Um, you know, once again, you know, freaking Shinsuke. You had, so you have uh, in-ring Shinsuke and you have Titantron Shinsuke. <laughs> Titantron Shinsuke is still counting. He's like, one, two. And then freaking uh, Seth Rollins gets back up as he hits a... Um, he hits a Kinshasa uh, to Seth Rollins, once again, laying him out. And, you know, you know in-ring Shinsuke, he starts his count very quickly, may I add, all the way to the count of 10, of course, sending that direct message to Seth in regards to their last man standing match for Fastlane. And Shinsuke Nakamura, man, he holds that title up nice and high and stands tall over Seth Rollins. I like this segment, man. I, I truly did. This is something that this this feud 
or whatever this story has 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 come across has really truly needed right i mean listen i like the i like the substance about this story it's just the way that we've been going about things about this story and how every week it's just you know shinsuke it's just you know they they just brawl shinsuke says no i don't want to fight you for the title and then they just brawl and then shinsuke once again no i'm not going to fight you for the title i'm going to beat up freaking ricochet and it just seems like nothing is getting accomplished with the progression of this story or f- trying to further this story with Shinsuke, you know, just it, it's, it's weird. However, with this man, it, there was, there was care and effort put into it. And it was something that was just different. It was, it, it was intriguing. It was entertaining. Shinsuke, you know, hit his Titan Tron, just little things like that, right? Where Shinsuke's in the ring but he's still like on the Titan Tron and he's doing the countdown. Like that's cool. Like that's, that's cool, man. I can, there's a conversation there, right. You know, and, and I'll take that. And Shinsuke has been doing tremendous regardless of how, you know, weird <laughs> that this whole, this build up towards this last man standing match has been between these two, especially after, after everything that's transpired after payback, which has been just very odd. Um, this was this was good, man. This was a very this was a big bright spot in the show for sure. Um, as Shinsuke has just been has just been freaking tremendous, man. He really has. Outside of the weird booking building up to this said match, Shinsuke has been doing a tremendous freaking job. This this version of Shinsuke has been really truly freaking awesome, and, and I really do like that a lot. And it and it's gonna be interesting to see how Shinsuke loses this match. What's you know where does Shinsuke go from it? Because guys, he's not winning this title, man. I mean, if he actually wins this title, guys, I will legit be shocked if Shinsuke wins this title. However, I don't think that's the case. There's if he didn't win it at Payback, I highly doubt he's gonna win it now. Um, so yeah, man, it would just be weird. And and to build all this up for Rollins just to lose it at Fastlane, like stop, man. It's just it's it's not gonna happen. So if that's the case, then where does Shinsuke go from there? You know, you have this brand new version of, of, of Shinsuke here with the subtitles and the vignettes, which is badass, but now two big fights and he's fucking lost now. So that's where WWE's just got to be careful with, man, in, in regards to all that. So, but good segment, you know, for what the segment was, very good segment. Something that was finally intriguing, something that was kind of outside the box. And it, it was it, it was simplistic in a way where, you know, that simple, you know, that old school type of build up towards a last man standing match where they tease like, oh, you know, they lay them out and they do the old fashioned one, two, the 10 count all the way up to 10 count. But it was the Shinsuke thing from the Titan Tron added a nice little touch and it was very well done. So, you know, nice little you know, golf clap in regards to that. Very nice. Very well done. Tegan Knox versus Chelsea Green. Crowd was dead silent. Nobody gave a single fuck, man. This is a woman that's supposed to be, was supposed to be fighting for a fucking championship. Freaking, for, for, in, in freaking Tegan Knox. And listen, I like Tegan Knox, man. I truly do. She's, she seems like a really, just a really, she just seems like a sweetheart and a really good, and a good talent. But I mean, she, she cannot feel any more just like, just again, man, just like, you bring her, you bring her to Monday Night Raw. You involve her with Becky Lynch, so she's gonna lose to Becky Lynch, guys. And then what is that? Is that the coming out party for Tegan Knox because she's in a match with Becky Lynch, right? This is not Tiffany Stratton in an Extreme Rules match in a premium live event, right? In that big fight feel, big fight stage. You know, this is just another Monday Night Raw where this match is gonna go nowhere near to that level, nowhere near to that time limit. It, it, it's just like I don't. I, I don't get it. Or who knows? I mean, listen, Tegan Knox is a tremendous performer, so maybe it does. But still, like, you hear the crowd, bro, and it's just like first impressions matter when it comes to wrestling. Nobody can give a single fuck about Tegan Knox and what she's doing, as well as everyone else in this, everyone else involved in this. So she's facing Chelsea Green. The crowd is dead silent. Nobody fucking cares. Uh, Piper Niven is at ringside. She's trying to get involved as she's trying to distract Tegan Knox from the top rope or something like that. And Natalia hits the ring. She evens up the odds just to play cheerleader. She, uh, she, her music hits and she comes to the ring just to, just to be extra eyeballs for Tegan. 
I, I guess there's something along those lines. Uh, Tegan Knox defeats Chelsea Green via the Shining Wizard, uh, the Shining Wizard or the Running Knee from Tegan Knox as she wins this match, um, and, and that's it. You know, your tag champs fucking lose because once again, because why? Again, why have your women's tag titles be prestigious, right? You have a fuck. You have a you have a female competitor in Piper Niven that just says. I'm the tag tie. I'm I'm one half of your of your champions now. I'm your tag partner, and everyone's just like, okay, like what are we fuck that? That's the prestige of this title for just some random schmuck to just come up and say, hold up a title and say, I'm your partner. That's where we're at. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, man, this. It's just champions continue to fucking lose, and it's and it's the women's tag titles, out of all stuff. Go figure, right? And then Tegan Knox, like she's gonna get this title match, guys, and then what? Like she's what now? She's aligned with Natalia. Is she gonna now do? She's is she gonna be a part of tag team matches? Are they gonna go after tag titles? Tag titles that couldn't be any more fucking irrelevant. And wasn't Natalia fucking heel two weeks ago? And now she's playing as the baby face with Tegan. What the fuck is going on? Like is like oh my that. That's got to be some paycheck for Natalia, for her to just to just jump ship to heel and face in the snap of a finger. What the fuck is going on? Uh, guys, I'm going to lose brain cells if I talk more about this. I'm just going to move on. I'm done. Uh, we head into hour number three of this show. Uh, Drew McIntyre hits the ring, says he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have to answer to anyone in the locker room, of course, talking about, you know, not doing the deed, helping out Jey Uso, you know, and explaining his actions and why he's walked out on people like freaking Jey Uso as well as others. Um, the Miz hits the ring. You know, he's upset about last week as they're doing like a comedy type of shtick as McIntyre keeps saying, shut up, Miz. <laughs> and the crowd would chant freaking shut up, Miz. Uh, freaking McIntyre challenges Miz to a fight. The Miz is like, uh, that's not happening. I'm wearing a suit. You're wearing a skirt. <laughs> so, however, the fight does happen um, as freaking, you know, the Miz says, he says, listen, you know, he's a freaking, you know, McIntyre is legit challenging him to a fight. Like he takes off his said skirt and, and, and chucks it. And Miz is like, listen, my mom always said like the, the real hero always knows when to walk away and I'm going to walk away right now. And he runs back into the ring. He blindsides Drew McIntyre. And the fight is on as this leads into an impromptu match. Uh, so we have Drew McIntyre versus Miz. Drew takes out his sword as he set, as he takes out his sword in the middle of the match. The referee's like, whoa, you can't use a sword. What are you doing? Grabs the sword and, and he, you know, he, he moves it over to the outside of the ring or he looks to place it somewhere. While the referee's back is turned, the the top turnbuckle was undone, so he slams his Miz's face in into the exposed turnbuckle, and McIntyre hits the future shock DDT and wins this match. So it's pretty much the shtick to where he doesn't have to answer to anybody. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do things however I want to do them now. Um, as McIntyre, he kind of joked around, said, "Listen, I apologize for my actions, you know, and 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 uh, I don't know, said said some other shit, man. I don't fucking know." Um, look, before we get into this main event, man, uh, look with Drew, it's just, it seems like this is what we're doing, man. We're, so we're playing this in-betweener shtick with Drew, where he's a face, he's a heel, he's a face, he's a heel, he's high-fiving, you know, he's high-fiving fans. He's, you know, he's, he's, you know, uplifting the crowd. He's doing heel tactics and shit. This is what we're doing with Drew, bro. It's, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's look, man, listen, this is, this is what we're doing with Drew instead of, you know, turning him heel when the timing was right at, at money in the bank, which I've said for fucking weeks. Now I'm going to keep fucking saying it. And now we're at the point to where he was thrown with Matt Riddle. He was thrown with the new day. And we thought that we you know this tease of him walking out on Jey Uso would hint that sort of heel turn. And now he's just going to play it's clear as day, this, this in-betweener shtick. And, and that's where we're at with Drew, man. This is really, this is disappointing. Listen, I get it, man. Well, James, let it play out. Like, guys, like, how much longer can you drag something out until people become disinterested, right? 
I'm telling you, man, when, when he first returned, right. It's like, it's like trick Williams winning that, that, that North American championship, right? He's a, he's, he's honestly, he has the hot hand in NXT. You put the fucking title on him, right? Drew McIntyre, he, he would have made headline after headline in the wrestling world. If he would have came back as a heel and, and he would have freaking whether it's going after Seth Rollins or some other freaking some other schmuck in that locker room and really gotten this heel shtick going with Drew McIntyre and really building his momentum to make Drew McIntyre feel the same way he felt three to four years ago, right? And he hasn't felt that way since. He has not felt a certain type of way since... He 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 was he he was champion during the pandemic era, and you guys know I'm fucking right, you know. And and you had a chance with him, and maybe you still do. Who freaking knows? Who knows where this goes? But to me, like you play this in betweener shtick, this is going. It's going to turn people off. It's going to turn people off more than not. And that's that. And that's just it. You had a perfect opportunity in London at Money in the Bank. And you didn't fucking do it. You had him go after an IC title as a babyface, a match where everybody knew he wasn't going to fucking win it. And we dragged this out to now we play this in betweener shtick. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. I'll give it a chance. You guys know, man. Even though I may not agree with stuff here and there, I'll give it a chance. But guys, it's just like I'm telling you, man. Like this stuff. If this drags on way too freaking long, this in betweener shtick, people are not going to care. Right, it's not going to become as special of what it could have been at Money in the Bank or the Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank. I'm just saying, man, you gotta you gotta strike while the iron is hot. When you have to read the room and understand when to do a certain a turn or a title change or something, you have to do that in this industry. If not, shit is going to get stale and people are not going to care. And that's exactly what this can lead to with Drew McIntyre in this heel turn moving forward. So, uh, freaking Cody Rhodes was at the top of the stage as, you know, states that him and Jey Uso will be on. He says, oh, the Judgment Day is going to be on SmackDown. Well, so will I. And so will Jey Uso or something along those lines. And Cody Rhodes walks off. I, I don't, guys, so... Like Cody Rhodes and, and, and Jey Uso going after tag fucking title. And they're going to and they're going to SmackDown. Isn't it is it like what then what what about the brand split? Aren't they supposed to be raw superstars? Like freaking Cody Rhodes brought freaking Jay to Monday Night Raw for and now he's going over to SmackDown. So we're just saying so we're just saying fuck it. Because why? Because you know, people are going to say, oh, well, James, they're in the same town as, as Fastlane. So they're, but still, there's still a brand split. <laughs> you, you don't discredit. How many times are we going to discredit this brand split to where we just say, fuck it and end it? Because, because I'm done. Listen, Cody Rhodes, listen, I like Cody a lot. I truly do. But everything that this dude is involved in, I just, it's not, it, it, it's, it's not fun. It's not intriguing. Right. There's there, there's nothing that what he's involved in that that is making people want to watch him right now. As much as we like Cody Rhodes, we respect him and, and as tremendous as he is and, and as big as a star as he is right now. Nobody care. Nobody cares about watching the, him and the Judgment Day have the same singles matches, tag matches, you fucking name it week after week, month after fucking month. But this is where we're at. So let's move on into the main event. Main event was Gunther versus Tommaso Ciampa for the IC title. Tommaso Ciampa locks in the Sicilian stretch. Gunther, uh, you know, he, he gets to the ring ropes. Gunther wins this match. He hits, he hits two power slams and puts Tommaso Ciampa into a sleeper. Tommaso Ciampa pats, uh, passes out and Gunther once again retains his championship, obviously kind of what we expected as soon as we kind of heard, even though I was down for this match, but obviously you can kind of put two and two together. Once they announced this match was going to be for later on the night, you kind of had a feeling that Gunther was going to retain this title. Um, Post-match Imperium attacks Champa 
or just they pick the bones for, or from what Gunther displayed in the match. Gunther just walks off. And Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, we he take finally we we took him off the fucking milk carton, and here he is. He rushes to the ring, Johnny Wrestling, and he takes out Kaiser and Vinci. And guys, I'm not and and <laughs> and that's and that's not even that's not even it. So you're thinking, right? Oh, DIY. I'm sure a lot of people as of right now, in this very moment, thinking, oh snap, DIY. They're gonna end the show. It's it's Gargano and Champa, and guys, this company had a time management botch to where they were setting up a, a maneuver in Vinci in the ring, and we go off the air. Come on, bro. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> oh, the good old time management botch, man. Come on, man. That's that's bad. That's really fucking bad, bro. Oh my god. So you have so you have Johnny Gargano return and the show and and there's a time management botch to where nobody on television saw the full segment finish finish off. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 crazy. It's it, it's unbelievable. I mean, guys, that that's that's just that's unacceptable. That's really fuck that's just that's unacceptable, bro. I'm sorry. People can say, spin it however they want to fucking spin it. That can't, that shit can't happen. You're, you're, you're a wrest, you're, you're the top wrestling promotion in the fucking world. Come on now, man. That, that's just either being fucking clueless or not giving a shit. It's one of the two. Um, but anyway, so Johnny Gargano is back. Um, you know, Jalen, you know, for a couple of weeks ago, who was on this podcast, we talked about um, him being in a freaking a house show. He had a match with freaking Omos and freaking lost. So man, and now, so here we're, so what are we doing, man? So we're reuniting DIY. That's, that's what we're doing. And listen, look, let, let me start from the jump. Let me start with this. I love, I tremendous match really enjoyed the match. Um, it was, it was kind of refreshing in a way that we got away from the shtick of just the judgment day, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens always ending in the same form formulaic bullshit, right? So Tommaso Ciampa, Gunther in a big in, in a in a main event stage for the title, I'll freaking take it. Even though, yes, I can understand people's point if they want it at a pay-per-view. When it comes to Monday Night Raw, I'll I'll take this over the fucking judgment day, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens any fucking day of the week. That's number one. So tremendous, tremendous matchup, Tommaso Ciampa and Gunther. And it is good to see Tommaso Ciampa get that type of shine in the main event. It truly is. It, it really is. And I'm happy for Champa. And as badly he, ha he has been booked, it is good to see him get that sort of, to, to get that sort of attention to an extent, to a very slight extent. Um, And now let me get to DIY, right? Listen, I like DIY, right? Black and gold, NXT. They made a huge name for themselves in NXT. Guys, I get it. But... It's not DIY, it's DIY. <laughs> like legit, why? Why are we for why why are we forming this team, right? To to do what? To save this tag division that's irrelevant. They're they're gonna be in what? They're gonna be in singles matches. They're gonna be. In 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 multi tag matches with Imperium, what what are we fucking doing with this man? What 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 are we doing? Right? Listen, I like listen. It was good to see Johnny Gargano, right? You guys know how I feel about Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. This is no freaking shade, but this is I have to say this man. Like, what is DIY gonna do that's gonna elevate this tag division? Nothing. <laughs> it's gonna do nothing. And here's the thing, though, guys. Do you honestly believe that there's a th that people who watch Monday Night Raw, right? Do you honestly believe that there's a lot of people that expect to know what DIY even is, right? People are watching the show. Michael Cole, that's the first thing that he says. DIY. And that's just going to freaking confuse the fuck out of people who don't even watch watch NXT. They're like, DIY what? DI what did he say? What what did Michael Cole say? DIY VI what DIY what does that mean what DIY what so, someone explain that to me what 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 what's DIY oh doing your DIY okay oh that was a, that in NXT I don't watch that show I, I don't know what that is like 
Nobody fucking knows what that is. You're, you're expecting outside of your core wrestling audience that does watch NXT. For those people, I'm sure they're excited, right? But for other people that don't know NXT, that don't know about Tommaso Ciampa, that don't know about Johnny Gargano, and you're using this tag team as a crutch. That's what you're doing. You're using it as a crutch because you have nothing for Tommaso Ciampa as a singles competitor. You damn sure don't have anything for Johnny Gargano as a singles competitor. You've done nothing to build them up to this point. Outside of Tommaso Ciampa just getting this tag, or excuse me, getting this intercontinental title match, right, and winning a said match for, for over Ludwig Kaiser last week, right, outside of that, like, and I even said it last week, is giving Tommaso Ciampa right now truly, really good booking. Is that really going to really make people care, truly care and connected towards Tommaso Ciampa? Just saying, man, right? And now you take Johnny Gargano, who's been, again, I know, I'm, I believe he's been out for quite some time, and you bring him back. And you have him form with Tommaso Ciampa. Great. For everybody that knows DIY, everybody's jumping out of their skin. Freaking awesome. But what about the people that are not familiar with this faction? Right? You're using it as a crutch. That's what this is, bro. Right? And they're gonna and they're gonna save what tag division? What tag division are they elevating, guys? I mean, th think about it. They're gonna they're gonna do what? What are they doing? To, to, to help this tag division get better. They're going to be in singles matches with Imperium. They're going to be in multi-tag matches with Imperium. Right? What what are we doing, man? I, I just... What? They're going to face the Judgment Day at some point? In, I, I, guys, like... I don't understand. We're going to thrust them into a tag title opportunity to where fans are still not connected with these fucking two as a team. Right? You would think like some backstory. Right, some backstory about people who don't watch the NXT product, that don't know much about this tag team, that don't know much about the history between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. You would think that this company would educate, would help educate fans to help connect with these people. But no, we want to jump the gun, jump the ship to expect you to say, DIY, you should know what that is. Where casual fans are just like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is. So, guys, I may sound harsh, but it's 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 just the facts. It's just reality, right? These two have felt. These two have done nothing. These two have felt zero. They haven't felt a certain type of way ever since they've been on the main roster. Absolutely none. Tommaso, he was messing around with the fucking Miz. Right? Gargano was messing around with the fucking Miz, which was, again, both, both shits were forgettable. Like, come on, man. Like, it's just fucking God. It's just, listen, I love, I like this tag team. I like Tommaso. I like Johnny Gargano. But you can't expect, you can't expect majority of your audience, your casual audience, to jump on board to know what this tag team even is. You're, you're, you're just you're just not. And again, man, they're elevating what tag division right now? This tag division is fucking irrelevant right now. You have no Usos because they're 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 planning a a, a match between Jay and Jimmy for, for for WrestleMania. You have Imperium, but they're doing nothing besides take Besides be the freaking just the lackeys to freaking Gunther. Right? Which again, plays to an extent. But at the same time, they should also be feeling as such in your tag division. And they haven't. They won a match freaking tonight. Oh, that's great. Freaking fantastic. What do you want? A fucking cookie? Just come on, man. It's just enough. And you know, and, and they're doing this, and they're doing this friction type shtick. So I highly doubt that whatever this is, is I, I don't who even knows where it's gonna lead turn into. Um, Alpha Academy's not even really a team right now. Freaking gun or Chad Gable's doing his shtick as a singles competitor. The Viking Raiders in the New Day, all they do is just freaking brawl and fight nonstop every fucking week to where the point where it's so fucking lazy and redundant 
what tag division, bro? The LWO is about to freaking is about to break up soon. They're about to start some heel turn. At least that's what the seeds are being planted over on SmackDown. It's just like, what the fuck? It's, it's like, it's just, it's so, like, how about, you know, give a shit about your tag division before trying to peg a square into a circle, as Brian would like to say, and expect DIY to be the answer to all your fucking problems. And expect casual fans to even know what the fuck DIY is. But look, man, here's what I'll say to end things. Um, it was just, it was, it was still very refreshing to get out of the, out of the notion of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes, the judgment day in the same spiel, starting the night off and ending the night with a redundant six man or tag match. So it was refreshing to get out of that. And this match was very damn solid for what it was. Um, it was good to see Tommaso Ciampa be in this type of limelight, at least for to an extent. And I'll say this with Gunther, man, like Gunther to end things is really like, man, it, it's becoming to a point where, man, they like this, whoever takes that title away from Gunther, man, like that is going to be, that's going to be really something to, to, to really gravitate towards, man, because I'll be honest with everybody. This might be a bull take to everybody. People might freaking cry into their freaking pillows at night. I don't give a fuck. Gunther right now on the main roster has been the best champion to date. And that's a fact. Um, it's, it's not even guys, it's not even close. I mean, Gunther as of late, man, it's obviously, it's not just the matches. It's not just the in-ring work, but Everything else that Gunther is doing, look at that contract signing, man, his mannerisms, you know, the promos that he's cutting, the, the stuff that he's involved in, right? Remember freaking years ago when freaking people, a freaking source came out thinking, you know, thought that freaking Vince McMahon was planning on to bury Gunther. Yeah, look how that fucking shit turned out. Guys, one of the guys, the highest, the longest reigning intercontinental champions of all fucking time. And it's becoming a living legend, regardless how you feel about Gunther right now, Gunther is becoming that guy. And it really is good to see, man, because Gunther, as of late, you know, then of course his title reign hasn't been flawless. I understand that. But clearly, man, this dude is is a living legend just, just as of right now he is. He is a living legend of how WWE has, has raised his stock, has just really gravitated towards this icy title reign and just the just booking him as such to where nobody can beat this fucking guy. And it's going to be really interesting to see who does take that title away from, from, uh, from Gunther at some point, you know, is it going to be at the Royal rumble? Is it going to be at, at WrestleMania? You would think it's at this point, man, it's going to be at WrestleMania that they're going to hold this off till mania. You would think, uh, but who freaking knows? Because if it's not Ilya Dragunov, because right now he's rocking with the NXT title right now, Who's it going to be? Or do they want to hold that off? You know, maybe if it is dragging off, you know, and if, and if Gunther is going into WrestleMania this year or, or the following year, 2024, as your IC champion, you know, does dragging off the raw or SmackDown after mania makes his debut. And, you know, obviously not being put in the IC title picture right away, but slowly starts to creep his way towards towards that said match, that said feud with Gunther at some point? Or is the plan to for someone else to drop the title or for someone to to dethrone him and move move him on to the world title picture? Remains to be seen. So but Gunther, man, you know, Gunther is becoming that dude. And it really is good to see, man. Much props to Gunther. He is running on all cylinders right now. You know, that's something at least that Triple H and freaking Vin and, <laughs> and Vince McMahon at least see eye to eye on about Gunther being a top guy as someone that is a legit threat. Um, and he truly, to an extent, man, feels as such right now because he is day by day is starting to feel unbeatable, you know, and it's going to be really interesting to see who who takes that title from him in the near future. As, as we get closer to the Rumble and WrestleMania and, and the end of this calendar year. But we shall soon find out when that time comes. 
But thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Ruthless Talk, man. This has been a jam-packed show. That was a lot, I'm sure, for you guys to take in, but I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, make sure you guys stay tuned for Thursday. I will be back talking AEW Dynamite. There's going to be a lots to cover with that. Edge is going to be making his Dynamite AEW Dynamite debut. You've got the whole, you know, you know what's to come with the after the cliffhanger from last week with MJF and Adam Cole, Roderick Strong. Because there's going to be a lot to talk when it comes to that. Um, and of course, man, WWE Fastlane is this weekend. So a lots of professional wrestling to cover, as well as some other breaking news and who knows what other you know stuff that may be leaked out in regards to these sources over the next couple of days and weeks. But we'll talk all about it once that time comes. But WWE Fastlane uh, will be this Sunday for the edition of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, as I'll be dissecting that pay-per-view match by match. Uh, segment by segment as you guys know how we do things on this platform that is going to be a lot of fun so make sure you guys stay notified for when that from when those episodes come out for this week but of course as always man thank you guys for tuning into this episode make sure you guys follow us on our social medias make sure to join our facebook group as well as follow us on instagram and tiktok that is ruthless underscore talk as we are on the cusp of 950 followers on tiktok we are still at the 900 semi thousand or 900 900, I almost said 900,000. Hopefully maybe one day we get there. <laughs> but 900, uh, 900 followers on Instagram. So again, thank you to everybody who has clicked that follow button. Make sure you guys spread the word, man. Make sure you tell everybody that this is the platform and the podcast that they need to be a part of as a wrestling fan. So again, once you're either you're watching this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, thank you guys for always tuning in and make sure you guys stay tuned for more professional wrestling chaos to come. And that's going to do it for today's episode, everybody. My name is James Porcelli, and your boy is signing off saying salute. Peace out, and take care, everybody.